Hey everyone, this is John from Podbean and Podcasting Smarter. On today's interview, I'll be speaking with Lorenzo of the Hacking Your Leadership podcast about how his podcast highlights and helps aspiring and current leaders in the workplace, as well as how they've integrated live streaming to develop community and build a deeper engagement with their listenership. Enjoy the show and happy podcasting. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. So Lorenzo, thank you so much for making the time to chat with us today for Podcasting Smarter. How are you doing over there? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm here in Orlando, Florida, and, uh, you know, we're, we're having a good time. It's about 80-something degrees outside, and everybody's just hanging out at the house having, uh, having some fun. <laughs> a lot See, of podcasting. That's, that's perfect, the weather there. See, here in Jersey, here in New York, in the tri-state area, it's cold. But, you know, it's gonna, we're going to get summer soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. At least for those three months, right? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So tell me a little bit about what made you and Chris decide to start the podcast, Hacking Your Leadership. You are uh, no stranger to the podcasting world with your life of Lozo and with Hacking Your Leadership. But uh, what made you decide to start this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I turned 40 a couple of years ago and I wanted to get back into some type of radio and and I had done college radio and DJing and all kinds of fun stuff in my younger years and podcasting just seemed to be the thing. So I put a lot of a whole lot of effort and thought into getting into podcasting. I started Life of Lozo. It was just a show with me talking to my friends about fun stuff that we like and about three episodes in everybody's saying you should talk about leadership. We've known you to be a leader for a long time and you have a lot of great thoughts and philosophies. And so I reached out to Chris, one of my really good friends and said, would you mind if I just have people send you questions about leadership and you ask me them live on the Life of Lozo podcast? And he goes, sure. So we did it. It was a, a two episode uh, series that we did and it just took off. People really, really, really enjoyed it. So we, we saw that we had a need there and then we spent a little bit of time talking about it. And we, we kind of created the whole idea of the hacking your leadership piece and, and wanted to provide value to people that are either currently leaders of people or those aspiring to be leaders to have real dialogue and real conversation between Chris and I uh, around leadership and the things that either we've done that we've struggled that we've had failures at or things that we've learned over time to, uh, to help you know, current and future leaders to maybe not have to have such a hard go at it. Um, as we did in our own lives and experience. So that's kind of how it got to hacking your leadership. And, you know, here we are uh, almost three years later at, with a continuing growth and a great audience and some loyal listeners. And leadership is something that can't be understated. I think a lot of people think that you're just born a leader. People think that there's not a skill set that you can develop. And especially, I think over the last decade or so, keeping employees engaged and doing their best work has really come into focus as a message across all workforces. Um, how does hacking your leadership tap into key factors of leadership, such as building emotional intelligence, building your soft skills and different things of that nature? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a great question. And, and a lot of what we talk about, we, we either get content from our listeners who ask us very specific questions like that. Hey, I'm a leader of this. I'm a C-level executive or I'm an hourly supervisor or I'm a, you know, a manager of this organization and I'm struggling with connecting with my team. And, like, and they will say, like, do you have any advice on how to go about doing that? And so what Chris and I will do is you know, read the question, maybe have some back and forth of our own thoughts or opinions. Uh, maybe we'll reference an article that we've read you know, on 
online in different places, um, articles on LinkedIn, articles on HBR, and, and we'll just have this level of dialogue where he and I can talk about those exact type of things and say, like, here's what I've learned, or here's my approach to it, or here's an example that, uh, that we feel is a great example or some great advice. You know, the end of every episode is a one-minute hack, which is basically us just kind of surmising the 20-minute conversation and then just saying, hey, here's a couple things that you should go do, or here's a couple ways that you can approach this or, or help to build that skill or, or, you know, maybe correct the behavior that you have or even the perspective that you may be looking at when you think about some of these types of things. I think that, you know, leadership is very complex. Um, I love how you started that, which is the idea that leaders are born. And, and people have asked me that question a lot. And, and my stance on that is, I don't necessarily believe that leaders are born as much as I believe that certain things in your life will give you some of these skills and competencies at a very early age. As an example, I'm the oldest sibling uh, of a younger sister, and then I have two younger brothers. My sister is two years younger than I am, and I found myself as a young child and as a latchkey kid, you know, being the one that had to take care of her until my parents got home from work or until, you know, during the summer, I was in charge of making sure that we used our encyclopedias and played our instruments. And there were many times that I failed <laughs> that leadership role and I had to pay the consequences for my parents for being the one in charge, uh, but not doing the things that I was asked to do. So I just use that as an example of how leadership skills and, and competencies are built into you um, in your entire life. And then as you grow, how do you, those that I think understand them and then apply them to helping to influence and lead other people are the ones who seem like they were born leaders because they're like I've always envisioned this person as somebody who always was you know uh, highly responsible they, they always took ownerships of mistakes they were the ones that were you know the first ones to want to go and, and take risk on something so that's kind of my belief around leadership and I think that the dialogue that Chris and I have is just simply sharing our again our thoughts and our perspectives on a lot of these types of tough questions that many times people don't get a chance to hear other leaders talk about especially in an environment where leaders sometimes don't want to admit their faults or their mistakes or they feel that leadership is is knowing everything and they don't want to show you know maybe the the humility or or open themselves up to maybe being flawed in regards to how other people see them so people never get a chance to hear leaders talk about leadership in this type of way I like how you brought up the term competencies too. Uh, in previous lives of mine, I was familiar with the Lominger competencies. And, you know, when you talk about those, you talk about here's the role you're looking to be, here's the suit you're looking to wear, so to speak. You talk about, as you said, you have to let yourself be vulnerable and you have to understand what really each terminology truly means. And it requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to look inside and say, okay, how could I have approached XY situation a little bit differently, but also to seek out those opportunities to go, if this is something that maybe a skill that I'm not, let's say the best with or the most familiar with, how can I find those uh, specific points? I think it's really important. And I like how you brought up the point too, that it's not industry specific. This could be in a corporate environment. You know, this could be in a retail environment. And I think sometimes if you think of a corporate environment as opposed to retail, you get different visibilities on that. Um, that being said, I think that this could be, or this is huge for anybody in um, either corporate or in a retail environment. Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, I, and I think too, like I, I love what you talked about in, in Lominger is kind of one of those universal languages that a lot of organizations utilize. And I, I really appreciate their approach to saying, here's the things that kind of make you up, you know, as a person. So it's not even by title, but just as a person, here's some of the, the skills and the behaviors and the things that kind of, you know, are in all of us. And then when you look at these things, what are the things that you lean into and use quite often? What are the things maybe that you overuse? What are the things that you underuse? So it's less about saying like these are strengths and these are opportunities or these are the things that you do really well and these are things that you don't do well at all sometimes it's a matter of understanding how do you apply things that you do in other worlds or other parts of your life into your responsibility now as somebody who is looking to better themselves in this other part of your life so one of the examples that i use a lot is you know many friends of mine and you know like yourself maybe musicians and they play instruments yep. and there's a lot of things that come with that in regards to innovation and creativity and you know um, just challenging yourself to get better self-development but people don't think about that use of that when it comes to their nine to five day job they just think like man I don't, I'm not very innovative I'm not very creative I don't develop myself but I spend six hours a day when I'm not here learning how to be the best guitar player in the world so like you are actually self-developing you're just doing it in this space over here how do you take that same mentality now and apply it to this other responsibility in your life so uh, i'm a fan of those i'm also a big fan of of you know the strength the sbo strength-based organization elements and and how those things come to life as well so i think self-assessments and those types of tools are really really good at trying to help yourself understand who you are and not just how, who you think you are but how you show up for other people and emotional intelligence and eq has also been something that's been uh, jumping around for the last couple of years now you know, it's really important. I forget what the podcast name is. I'd have to get back to you on that. But when I was going into leadership roles, I was it was bestowed upon me by my leader at the time to look into this EQ podcast. And they really spoke about a similar thing. It's really interesting to see that it's a lot of self-reflection. You know, and I can't speak enough to that. If someone is looking to be an aspiring leader, if someone is a leader currently, and they're looking for a way to grow their skill set, or if they feel that, you know, maybe I've just become very transactional as opposed to transformational. Looking into things like EQ and emotional intelligence can't be understated. Yeah, absolutely. I, I strongly believe that if you're going to be a leader, your first follower has to be the person in the mirror. Right. And, and really what I mean by that is like, are, do you see yourself for who you actually are? Right. A lot of times because of maybe our, our culture and our environment and things like social media, we tend to see ourselves as the aspirational version of who we actually are. And that can be really difficult when you're trying to, you know, to, to settle upon how you show up for other people. So, you know, that idea of being self-reflective and truly understanding, like, how do I actually show up? And if I go and I ask 10 people in my life, whether they're, my direct boss, my coworkers, my spouse, my children, my best friend. If I go ask people like, how do I show up for them? And what are the things that they appreciate that I do? Like, do I also feel those ways about myself? Am I even aware of how I show up for other people? Or maybe am I stuck in my own head or am I having hurdles that I have to get through where I don't believe that I'm that person or I believe that I'm something completely different? And, and if you're not really self-assured on who you are and how you show up, it's really difficult to then tweak those things from an emotional intelligence standpoint to then help you lead other people because now you're not being authentically who you are. You know, and I think that's where many times leaders kind of get, they get caught up a little bit is their definition of leadership is typically tied to an individual in their life 
that they feel help them work through something, but you will have different individuals in your life that, that you need for different reasons. And sometimes they will have a, a militant leadership style. Sometimes it's an empowering a leadership style. Um, sometimes it's a very, you know, uh, kind of act, proactive leadership style. Like there's so many things that you can do as you grow up that if you only tie yourself to this one style of leadership, um, and that's not actually who you are as a person, or that's not what your people need as you become a leader, that's where it can really have some, some difficulties that you have to work through. So uh, absolutely, I think even, you know, over the last five, eight years now, the idea of emotional intelligence and EQ has really come to the forefront because there's so much access to knowledge and information now that we didn't have maybe 20, 25 years ago. You looked at your leader as the person who had all the knowledge. Well, now it's two seconds away. I can Google something and get the answer to something. So I, I no longer look at leadership from, oh my gosh, they're the only ones that have the answers. Now I look at leadership as, are they connecting with me? Are they helping me get better? Do they understand who I am as a unique individual? And are they providing me with experiences and coaching that helps me to get better? So it's a very different definition now of what I believe leadership is for people that are looking to be led. And the needs of the people can change industry to industry and no, no more different or no more similar than in the world of podcasting too. And something I really appreciate about hacking your leadership is how you guys have a weekly themed podcast topics on some days, such as pay it forward Friday or thoughtful Thursdays. Um, how has scheduling themed podcasts through the week helped your podcast grow and develop? Yeah, no, it's something that we started in 2020. You know, when we first started Hacking Your Leadership, we were doing two 20-minute episodes a week, and we felt really good about it. And people love the 20-minute or less time frame. Um, and then we kind of got into uh, about a year and a year and a half in. Um, Chris, and he actually shared this on the podcast, but um, Chris is a cancer survivor. Um, and had to go in for some surgeries and some treatments and whatever. So we had to figure out what we were going to do. And one of the things that we settled on was let's limit, you know, the amount of time that he has to be in the studio to podcast uh, in his home. So we went from a 20 minute uh, Monday episode to a, a, a thoughtful Thursday episode, which was usually between five and eight minutes. Um, and the feedback that we got from our listeners was like, we love that. We, we, we love the, the short, kind of snippets of podcasts because I can, I can listen to it on a break. I can listen to it on my way into work. I can, I can feel like I'm catching up. And so for 2020, we decided to go all out and, and really have our, our 20 minute episode on Mondays, have our talent Tuesdays. We use Wednesdays for guest series, guest interview, thoughtful Thursdays and pay it forward Fridays. And that's been tremendous for us in regards to, to growth and to, um, to, to building our audience and continuing, you know, what we've seen from a, just from a, from a download standpoint. Um, I really believe that, you know, I've seen some data out there that I think 22 minutes is the perfect time for a podcast. And for our audience, um, anything 22 or less seems to really, really resonate. Um, and we also wanted to make sure that this year we were truly paying it forward and using our platform. You know, when we first started, it was just Chris and I, and, and we kind of had this whole like no guest policy because we wanted it to be about, the leadership and the dialogue. And then we realized that a lot of people wanted to hear from other leaders and other people's perspectives. And we saw a lot of value in that. So then we started the guest uh, series and the guest interviews. Um, and then this year we said, we want to thank people and we don't give them any heads up. We don't tell anybody what's happening. Friday mornings, we post a paid forward Friday episode and we highlight somebody else that we think is doing really, really good content. And then we just tag them. And, and we've gotten so many great responses from them and their tribes and their followers of like, this is amazing and thank you. And it's just our way of saying, we want our listeners to know that there are some awesome people out there that are also creating great content. 
and we want to celebrate them. Um, and so like that's been a, you know, a big part of our strategy for 2020. Um, and, and all of the feedback we've gotten from our listeners, um, have, they have really enjoyed it and really appreciated it. Uh, and especially keeping, up, keeping down that time so that they can stay up to speed on all the current episodes. And speaking about the amount of time per episode, one of their many five-star reviews on iTunes states, this podcast is ideal for anybody looking to develop their leadership skills by listening to the host share their experiences and life lessons. The podcast also manages its time very well, delivering a focused and value-adding message. Um, it seems that you and Chris have a pretty conscious effort in managing not just the time of each episode, but managing the content per each episode. Yeah, we, we look at, you know, the topics. So sometimes um, if we get a question from a listener, sometimes it's just an answer. Sometimes they're just looking for something um, and we can respond to them, you know, via a direct message or email or whatever the case is. And we say, you know what, there's, there's really not a whole lot of episode, you know, for us to go back and forth on with this. Same thing with articles, same thing with videos. So we really throughout the week share back and forth the content that we're considering to record and say hey here's something that i see what do you think take a look at this um we'll look at that i'll look at this and then we'll be able to think like do i have a a point of view here and do i have maybe an example or two um where i feel i can share and add some value to people that would listen to the show about this specific topic so we do our best to think about it in that framework of do, you, do, do I have a point of view and do I have one or two examples? And then Chris will say, I also have a point of view, one or two examples. And we say, great, let's go. And we literally hit record and, and we go and we hear, you, you could hear a lot of uhs and ums and, <laughs> and you know, phrases that we use to, uh, to buy time as we're thinking through because it's a real time podcast. Um, but then we watch the clock and it's almost a game with us now is that we know when it gets to about the 16 or 17 minute mark of our conversation that one of us has to pass it off to the other so that we can do the one minute hack and really bring that episode within about 20 minutes. So it's uh, it's something that over, over the course of almost three years, I think we've done a pretty good job of, of being able to kind of keep the time frame where it needs to be. I can also appreciate you pulling back the veil a little bit on that too, because I think a lot of podcasters consider, as you said, the perfect time for a podcast. Should my podcast be two hours? Should it be a microcast five, 10 minutes? And it really differs audience to audi uh, audience, as you said. However, you know, I think a lot of podcasters are like, oh, well, how do they keep track of time? Do they just record an hour and then choose, let's say, the best 20 minutes, which some podcasts do. But I think it's really smart to have that clock up there because I think it kind of forces you and makes you become even more engaged with the thoughts that you're uh, discovering, you know, or the thoughts that you're putting out during the podcast. You know, it gives you the opportunity to say, what am I trying to say? And even like you said, even though you're being honest with the ums and the ahs and like kind of the, those words, you're still really driving the point home of we've got 20 minutes to say this. What we're going to say is going to be succinct as possible. And it's no frills, no furls, just what you need to hear. Yeah. And, and like, look, we're, we're nowhere near perfect. And we say that, and you know, we, we do some very minor editing. There'll be times when I'm mid thought and I got some good stuff coming out and then I just go blank and then I'll, <laughs> I'll we'll just stop and we'll look at each other via the camera and I'll kind of give them the, the one minute look and then I'll get my thoughts together and then I'll start that thought over again. Um, so we do do, you know, we, we have some minor editing throughout the podcast. I think the, the, the most fun for us is um, we, we rarely, 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 rarely ever have, I think I have an idea for one minute hack. It's always, I have an idea for us to have some conversation. So the fun part about the show, and we've even talked about maybe even publishing some of this uh, that's out there is, uh, is when we hit that 17 minute mark and he says, or I say, and with that, you know, 
here's today's, you know, one minute hack, right? When we do that little line, then we pause for five seconds and then we say, okay, do you have anything? Do I have anything? What are your thoughts on this? And we go, we might go back and forth for 10 minutes, just talking about how do we take what we just discussed for 20 minutes and shrink it down into a couple of actionable items for somebody um, to then be able to give them, you know, a good little one, one and a half. We call it the one minute hack, but most of them are around a minute, minute and a half or two minutes. <laughs> um, but we have this good amount of dialogue where it's this real debate about making sure that we can provide some value content. And I think we do a pretty good job. Some of the one minute hacks, I'm like, eh, it, it was, it was decent. It was good. Some of them I'm like, these are, this is perfect. Like this is, if everybody would go and do this, I promise you, uh, their team will appreciate them more and they will find some part of leadership that will be more helpful for them in the future. So I'm going to put you on the spot then, because we keep talking about the one minute hacks. What is, or has been one of your favorite one minute hacks that you'd like to share with our audience? Ooh, man. Jeez. You got about 300 um, episodes. I know it could be hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, um, I think probably my, my, my most favorite one minute hack was around the idea, like what we had already talked about. There was a one minute hack where I shared a practice that I do with my people and my teams, which is asking somebody. And so me saying, okay, so John, here's what I want you to think about. What are the three things that you've had to lean into for your entire career to find the success that you've had today? Like, what are the three things that you believe? Like, these are your pillars of what you believe and who you are, you know, as a leader and as a person, what are those things and, you know, and, and why are those your things? And so you and I would have this level of dialogue. And then I say, cool, now, John, go, go ask 10 people in your life. I, I kind of referenced this earlier. 10 people that and say, how do I show up for you? So when you think about me, what are the three things that come to your mind as how I show up for you as a, as a friend, as an employee, as a peer, as a boss, as a spouse, as a son, whatever. And, and then you, t you write down those things. And then we look to see are you aligned? And again, this is a test of, do you see yourself as the aspirational version of yourself? Um, do you see yourself as others see you? And, 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 or, or how you show up for other people, is that exactly how you want to show up for other people? Because I think then if you have that dialogue, you can now start to understand what behaviors you need to change, adjust, double down on, use more of, or you might discover things of how you show up for people that you weren't even aware of, but it helps us to better understand who you want to be as a leader and who you are as a leader. So we did a one minute hack many episodes ago where I explained that process. And that to me was probably my most favorite because that was the most amount of, of feedback and emails, text messages, DMs that we got from people said, oh my God, I did this, Lorenzo. And I, I, it was like light bulb moments. I, I, all of a sudden, I realized like where I was missing things. And, and I realized that I, I wasn't using my strengths. I wasn't using who I really am to help bring people along. Uh, but because I asked them these questions, it led to more dialogue. And now I'm able to show up as a different leader. So for me, that was my favorite because the audience said that, that they felt that was the most impactful one that we had. I think it's also important to note that not only is this a great skill for your listenership and for your um, audience, just for the topics that you cover, but it's also a really powerful thing for giving actionable items for your listeners to go do during the week and to really take the 
uh, teachings and take the words that you're saying and put them into action items. You know, we talk a lot about social media being important to promote. We talk about, and we'll talk about it here, a way to grow your audience and build a community. Um, and very different in your podcast is you're giving people actionable items to both create a better leader, to be a self-reflector, but to also then be able to reach out via social media and via different channels and say, hey, this is how this really impacted me this week. And I'm sure that can open up to even more questions, more of these uh, one minute segments and just really give you even more topics and more engagement around building a community for your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's one of the things that I think Chris and I enjoy the most out of it is the continuing dialogue where people, you know, I've gotten text messages, screenshots, like I said, people saying, hey, um, you said this on the show last week, or hey, I was listening on Monday, and you guys talked about this, like, what about this? What about this perspective? What about in this situation? Or you guys kind of brought this up, but I don't know if it applies to what I do, but there's something that's in there. So for us, like using social media, number one, just to try to build awareness and, and be authentically who we are out there, I think it's been super helpful to build in our audience. But more importantly, it has so opened the doors in so many different ways for people to connect with us um, on their platform of choice to be able to then, you know, continue the dialogue or ask more questions. And yeah, sometimes the second question or that specific thing will turn into another um, episode. Most of the time, it just builds a great level of back and forth. Uh, you know, we've had people that have reached out and said, you talked about, you know, performance reviews and how you feel about them. And do you feel they're effective? And you know, all this type of things like, and here's mine. Can you read my performance review and tell me what you think? And do you have any feedback or what should I be focused on? Like people being that open with us and sharing where they're at in their journeys um, and with their companies. And then people have even emailed us through social media and said, Hey, I took your, you know, I took these 10 one minute hacks that you had over these different episodes and I built a training binder for my teams at this company. So as a part of their leadership training, I tell them, listen to this episode and then fill out this one minute hack. And then we're going to have a conversation about that um, for our teams and how we want us to show up. So like the, the dialogue is not even just living and breathing in the show. It's become its own thing for other leaders to utilize to help create the dialogue with their teams. Because, you know, we, we have, we've had episodes around things like compensation and pay and how does that work and what are merit increases and what are cost of living adjustments and when's the time to ask for more money and when's the time to not ask for more money and we've talked about these things and I think sometimes uh, leaders will use that to say hey check out this episode and tell me what you think and that opens the door to maybe have some transparent dialogue with the individual that they might not be comfortable with uh, because they don't have the type of relationship but having the podcast is kind of like a third party in there that allows them to have maybe some dialogue that might be a little bit difficult or uncomfortable for them uh, in a very different in a very progressive and a very positive way. Now, this is kind of interesting, too, because one of my questions and a couple of the questions that uh, we're talking about now actually are on the topic of building social media, using social media to help build engagement. Um, you talk about leadership, which can often be, as you said, a difficult topic for uh, leaders to speak about, not only from a personal standpoint, but also they don't want to feel like, oh, if I post something on social media, then what if someone sees it? It can often be a bit of a taboo. Uh, topic there, but it seems like through hacking your leadership, you're able to really create that confidence for leaders from all walks of life in different companies, uh, retail, corporate, to really just talk about these topics, which may have uh, built fear before. Is there a lot of communication, not just between the listeners and yourselves, but has social media also helped develop a community between 
uh, the different listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we've seen connections between listeners, um, and some and many times it's within the same organization. So like, um, we've gotten I, we got a, when we posted that we're doing like we're doing a live show um, Friday the tenth at three p.m. and then uh, April tenth, and then we're doing I think we're gonna do another live show next week based upon um, how the audience feels about it. But we're doing that live exclusively on Podbean. And when I went to social media and we posted what we were doing here we got messages in our thread of the post, but then we also got some messages directly saying, Hey, this is amazing. You know, I'm going to join this. And I'm also telling my, my person that also listens to the show. So kind of like this, like my wife is huge in the true crime podcast and she has all different types of <laughs> friends from all over the world where they talk about true crime and, Oh my gosh, you can't believe this. I didn't realize that there's also some of these leadership ones as well that people are also getting involved in and they're talking about the show and saying, Hey, Hey, we're going to bring all of our hacking your leadership listeners. We're going to bring them to the live show and try to check this type of thing out. And so like, I think that uh, we've seen bits and pieces of these communities forming that are out there because they found the connection point of the show in leadership. Um, and, and, and I, I don't know that um, like it, it, it's almost weird to think like, wow, there could be like a fan club of the show out there. <laughs> like it's because like that was never our intent or how we believe that we function, that type of thing. But now that you've asked me that question, I'm thinking about it. Um, yes, like people have shared that they've connected, you know, uh, it, because they saw somebody post something on social media that says, oh my gosh, this totally happened to me. And this is what I learned, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody said, oh, hey, I'd love to talk to you about that. So it's been, um, oh, sorry, Siri's talking about my Apple Watch. No problem. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, the people are connecting offline specifically from the content of the show and now are building their own relationships, which is actually really, really cool. I just never really, I don't think I've ever stepped back to think about it that way because, again, for Chris and I, this was just like a labor of love and wanting to share our experiences with people. Um, not so much a man, if we could just have this fantastic leadership podcast and then we could have these fan clubs and then we could, you know, <laughs> we could walk around anywhere. Like we never really thought about it that way. <laughs> now, and that was actually the follow-up to it too. Uh, the growth of the community, it seems was originally the idea for hacking the leadership was here are the tools. Here is a podcast. Here is a resource that you can use to help really develop. And here's us giving our thoughts on it. But it doesn't seem like initially building a community was the, uh, was the idea through social media. Originally, it seems like it just became, I want to put this out. I want to have this as a resource for leaders who are looking to grow and inspire other people who want to be leaders. But it seems like this, uh, this community grew organically, which I think is really important for a lot of podcasters, whether they're in the professional world or in you know the uh, the public entertainment world you know when we talk about how to grow a podcast you know we think of advertising we think of that one episode that is either so spicy or so dicey that it's going to get launched everywhere and i think that what's so one part that's really understated is building a fan base building a community building people that believe in you and building you know using social media and using these different outlets actionable items, things for people to share. Hey, tell us what you thought about this one minute clip here. Tell us what you think about EQ, emotional intelligence. I think it sounds like it was a really organic growth for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our, our main focus was let's just, you know, put the content out there. Um, let's, let's go into the spaces where we know there's a lot of leaders, you know, so we like, we have our Instagram thing, which is kind of fun. And we know Instagram and we put some, you know, some memes up for each episode. Now we're doing sure. some video content and things like that. But really for us, we knew LinkedIn was the place to be because there were so many ways that you could 
filter through by title, by organization. We could do things like a little bit of in-mail. We could, you know, I had a pretty good amount of connections. So did Chris. So we would just go and just like, you know, send people um, things, talk a little bit about our thoughts on the, the podcast, kind of a quick little summary or a quote that we had from the show that we did, put it out there, let people see it. And what ended up happening was people that would listen to the show, we, we, they were telling us like, I just told my friend about this. Oh my gosh. You know, a lot of the comments we would get was like, I wish my boss would listen to this show. <laughs> we got a lot of that <laughs> initially. Um, and, and then when they would respond that way, or they would say things, the, the, it, our thought was we have to respond quickly and personally. And like, we have to be the leaders that we say we are. So we were very quick to say, thank you so much for the comment. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, if this resonates with you, please share it with other people that you think it might resonate with. And if you ever have a question or anything that we can help with, please let us know. And as some of those people started to do that, we, we made it a really big priority to answer those questions quickly on a show. And even sometimes, you know, we, we might, we might record a couple episodes ahead of time and have two or three or four episodes kind of in the hop or ready to publish. But if we get a question from somebody um, that was relevant to a recent episode or something like that, we would prioritize that episode and we would kind of bump the other ones down because we wanted to make sure that our audience um, as small as it was to begin with, like that they knew that we were serious about that and that we wanted to, be that resource for them and get that content out. And so we started doing that. And then through the podcast, if you listen to those uh, episodes and the Thoughtful Thursdays and stuff, we would say things like, if, if, you know, if any episode resonates with you, please share it with somebody that you think would take it, you know, would, we get some value from this. So we started to do the asking of like, please share, please write a review, you know, please tag us on social media, please send us a question. Um, and that can seem repetitive, but I also think that um, that that's helpful for people to be like, you know what? I, I finally am going to go ahead and do that. You know what? These I've been listening to four or five episodes now. I am going to write these guys a review or I am going to send in this question. And so our audience just organically, because they kept on sharing it with other people, we started to see these hot spots from the downloads of different cities and different areas. And then when we started seeing the analytics come in from LinkedIn, we could start to see like what companies and what organizations people were working for. So you could kind of almost see this little spread of if this company had a manager, a supervisor, a district manager that was listening to the show and then suggesting it to people, now they were jumping on the show as well and they were sharing it out. So um, for us, that was what we really, we really focused on was like, let's not, let's not worry about going crazy into like, to your point, the clickbaity titles and let's not try to get this type of episode where people want to listen because of the drama. Let's just do what we do. Let's talk about the things that we feel are important to talk about. Let's, let's answer the questions. Let's make sure they know that we're answering questions when we start the shows. Um, and let's just be as, as active as possible with the small audience that we have. You know, I, I did a post the other day um, where I, you know, I, I was just blown away by the fact that I looked at the first day of downloads from the first episode we had, and we had 12 downloads that day, right? Um, and now we see days into the thousands, and you know we crossed a, a million downloads uh, a couple of months back, and it was just mind blowing to think about. Thank you, you know, like to think like, oh my gosh, 12 day one to now sometimes you know 4,000 in a day or more um, is just amazing. But it's all because of that three years of just continuing to be consistent, put out content, and then highly engage our listeners as much as possible. 
I also like how you brought up a point and it was kind of, uh, I don't think it was the main point you were making, but I like how you brought up the point of preparation and also the flexibility. You know, you speak about, we have ideas for three, four episodes down the line. I don't know if you do pre-records and then release them uh, through, let's say the month or so or through the week, but in terms of just the general preparation, you can have the idea for three or four. You can have the pre-records three or four before time. Um, I'm sure number one, it helps in terms of being able to release content on a schedule. You know, if you're always trying to, you know, play catch up, then you're never going to really be able to effectively make the best content. And then it makes it also difficult to keep consistent. But to that point also, um, I like how you talked about the flexibility too. You can have this back catalog of release and ideas and content, but if you see something that's time sensitive and something that you say, hey, this, this is something that we're really into now, you have the ability to be flexible and go, you know what, let's put this stuff on pause for a second. It can wait a week or two, or it can wait however long, because we really want to get this person's question in. We really think this is pertinent. We really feel motivated to talk about this. And you really got to strike where the iron's hot with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, right now the coronavirus, you know, uh, uh, pandemic is a great example of that where, you know, we went from having this content, some of the things that we wanted to do and, and to then people just blowing us up with, what are your thoughts on this? How do I do this? How are you taking your leadership virtual? What, you know, what happens to this? Uh, how, how do I lead people where some of my team might be furloughed or laid off? Like we started to get a lot of of our listeners asking these questions um, to get kind of our advice and thoughts on. And again, we, we did our best to respond quickly if that's what they were looking for. But then we also thought about our responsibility in this space, not to, like I said, it was funny because Chris and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to do the, oh my gosh, coronavirus, listen here today, hot topic, click button. You right. got to check out what we're doing. Like, cause it just felt, it felt weird to me. Um, and, and a lot of other people were doing it. Let's jump on the wagon. Everybody's at home right now. They, they only got time to listen to podcasts. And I was like, you know, let's, let's stay true to who we are. And let's just talk about topics that are relevant in this space without trying to make it this big thing. Right. Um, but we definitely had to pivot quickly because that's what our audience wanted to hear us talk about. And that's been very important too, you know, to be able to kind of teeter that line on let's offer solutions for people in this space, but not be salesy about it, not take advantage of the situation. Cause it's a pretty dire situation. You know, number one, I know that we could probably both say that we hope everyone's doing okay at home. We hope everyone's being safe, do, being responsible in this time. Um, but like you said, it's a matter of, you wanna give people a resource. You wanna give people, you know, you wanna answer these people's questions cause it's definitely content, but you don't wanna just inundate them with, here's what's going on. Let's just keep using the buzzword. That could be a bit tough. Now, when you're talking about Hacking Your Leadership, you have about 300 published episodes in the catalog. Um, hacking Your Leadership recently started doing some audio live streaming with Podbean Live. Um, have you gotten the opportunity to go live yet with your first live stream? Uh, I did a test one uh, not too long ago where I just kind of popped on a week uh, on a weeknight because I just wanted to play with it because I like I, I I'm loving the updates I'm I'm loving we've been Podbean from day number one uh, we tag Podbean in every episode notes because we just <laughs> we love the platform we love the support we love the quick answers we love Shannon Martin shout out to Shannon Martin <laughs> Shannon's <laughs> <Right>? great um, <laughs> Shannon Shannon's amazing I finally got to meet her at Podfest here in Orlando and it was the greatest like I was just like Shannon because like. <laughs> She's so awesome and so responsive. 
and I and we'd never met. So I got to go and meet her and talk to her a little bit. Um, so, but we are actually now jumping into the live. Um, that's what we're doing. And, you know, we, we built some very exclusive content specifically, you know, for live and for Podbean uh, because that's how we wanted to pay it forward. Um, we're super excited for it. We, we have no idea. We have a couple of, of, of dates and times planned, uh, but like with everything, we're just going to test the market a little bit and see, you know, what times work well. And, you know, we have, um, we have a lot of global listeners. 90% of our listeners are US based, but they are they are coast to coast. So uh, we're going to try a couple of different times, see how that looks. But Chris and I have said, we want to have a really consistent live piece of the podcast, because I think that it just adds another dynamic. And um, as I was, you know, explaining earlier, we, we did a couple things like on the Facebook video platform that we played with a little bit on our Facebook page and it was enjoyable and it was fun. Uh, but we are so stoked uh, about pod being live and he and I got a chance to beta, uh, beta test it the other day and the features, the functions, the music, the sound effects, all this stuff is just like, we're like kids in a, t in a candy shop. Like this is going to be so much fun. So we are, we're looking forward to it, but um, I can tell you with utmost confidence, it's going to be a consistent part of hacking leadership going forward. It's a pretty cool concept, the concept of audio live streaming. It's not a concept that's been really heavily utilized, in my opinion, up to now. Uh, you know, you see a lot of video podcasting, and actually Shannon and I did a, uh, a conversation about it. We continue to through the year about really promoting the idea of audio live stream. You know, anyone can do it, which is awesome. It gives you such different capabilities than having to be locked to a video, which can be a lot of technology. It can be you know, a lot more prep that you have to do, but now you can do it via desktop, you can do it via mobile. Uh, what are some of the positives you're hoping to get out of a live stream experience? I know you talked about the ability of engagement and things of that nature. Yeah, that's pretty much the biggest thing is, is um, you know, our approach is going to be, we're just going to do what we would normally do for a regular episode. And we're going to have a topic and we're going to start talking about it. And then those people that join us on the, on the live stream, like we want to engage with them. You know, we want to be able to, 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 to step off the subject or, or read their comments or go deeper into certain aspects or even have some, some good healthy sometimes or some, some good validation of how we all feel about the subject. So what we're mostly looking forward to uh, is, is just the real time live engagement. That's probably the biggest thing that we're, that we're really hoping to see. And I, I, and I believe that we'll see, but I think you're right. Like video is different than audio. Um, but I, but this is, you know, everybody consumes our content from, you know, from a, a podcast audio only. So this is kind of our space. It's, it's what we do. Uh, but we are, that's what our hope is, is to, to provide an, uh, a, an accessibility to us in real time um, to have some dialogue that I think may be helpful for the individual, but also helpful for the others that are listening to the show. Absolutely. And I want to give you the last couple minutes to really be able to promote Hacking Your Leadership, uh, Life of Lozo, and tell us a little bit about where we can find and what time your uh, podcast live, your Podbean live stream is going to be. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, Hacking Your Leadership, uh, hackingyourleadership.com is our website. You can search Hacking Your Leadership on every uh, podcasting platform, but our preference is Podbean. So download the Podbean app and follow us there. And we've got a, quite a big uh, community of followers. Um, and the, reason, the, the, the large reason why is because now we're doing exclusive content only for Podbean. Um, so if you, can, if you can download Podbean, listen to on Podbean, I think you will enjoy the platform as well as all of the exclusive content. Uh, Life of Lozo is lifeoflozo.com. 
Uh, and again, that for me is just a, it's a fun thing. Uh, I, I got to talk about all the fun stuff when I have people over to the house here in the podcast studio, I throw them in a chair and we just start talking about whatever we want to talk about. Um, I do, uh, do music reviews on there and interview people and have conversations about nineties hip hop and music. Um, but, uh, but really I think that that's the, you know, the, the, what I've enjoyed the most about podcasting besides, you know, having fun and speaking about passionate um, content that I believe in is helping others in the community. We, we field a lot of questions from, you know, people that want to start a podcast. I'm on a couple of different mentor groups to answer questions, help people get them going just because I believe it's such an amazing platform that anybody can do. And sometimes it's, it's just getting your thoughts and ideas out, even just for yourself is helpful in, 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 you know, empowering yourself and following a passion and you never know who's listening and you never know how that can help somebody. So, um, that's really, you know, what I would say is just check us out on our websites, you know, um, check out, like I said, download Podbean, listen to hacking leadership. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's a blast. I really appreciate being on the show and talking to you about it. And any chance I get to, uh, talk about leadership, uh, I'm all in. Absolutely. And I really thank you for making the time again. Obviously, uh, you know, if some would say we have nothing but time, but I feel like some of us are even busier now with this time. So again, for you making the, uh, the time to hang out with us today, really speak about hacking your leadership and give a lot of really great leadership tips as well as ways to really maximize your listenership. I can't thank you enough. I know our listeners can't thank you enough. And I can't wait to hear the live stream. Everyone check out Life of Lozo. Everyone check out Hacking Your Leadership. And thank you once again so much. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting.